0: So, guys, as you already know, the Black Friday is uh, the hottest period of uh, all the season in the e commerce game. Also, as you already know, there is no Black Friday formula uh, that you can repeat over and over again. So, what to expect this year? Um, today, my guest Emanuele is a Facebook advertising strategist and he co founded his own agency called Ecom House. And by now, uh, He has spent over $20 million on paid advertising on Facebook. We dive deep into specifics, trends, changes, uh, and overall uh, strategy for upcoming Black Friday and how it's actually different from the last one we had. We cover media buying pains, strategies behind creatives, tracking issues, solutions after the iOS update, while also revealing our best bet, on which platform you should focus on the next uh, after Facebook and much, much more. As always, you can expect a lot of actionable steps you can apply right now. And lastly, don't forget to check our latest value bomb slash article where we uh, outline 99 plus Facebook ad creatives, with all the ad swipes and conversion principles you can apply right now. Let's go and have a good one. Welcome to 360 Scale,
1: a podcast for A-level entrepreneurs looking to scale their business beyond seven figures. Learn from those that have actually made it in the world of e-commerce with actionable steps you can apply right now.
0: So, hey, Manuela. How are you doing?
1: Everything's super fine. Thanks for the invitation, Aistis. No problem. What about you? How is it going?
0: All good everything is fine like i mentioned you know before the podcast uh, everything is you know uh perfect uh, busy at the same time but uh busy is always good so you know uh but how about you like uh, maybe you can just quickly walk us through on how you are spending your days uh, before before you know the hottest uh days of the of the of the year for the e-commerce mm-hmm. i saw that you know that you are running you are always in the gym you are always being sharp, so maybe you can just walk us mm-hmm. through your routine, how, how you're spending your days.
1: I, I would like to say that I'm trying to prepare uh, my my body, my physical state uh, in a way that it will support my mindset, mostly during the, the peak season that is coming like two, two three weeks. Yeah, like every day I try to do sport, I put myself on new goals. Like, I think I started uh, one month and a half ago to say, how can I reach the peak of November uh, from a professional perspective in the best physical and uh, mental um, environment and situation? So why I said, I know that it will be busy or let's say intense Um, many... New things will come at the last minute, as every uh, coup for. The the best reason to to prepare is like to really stick to some routines that it is sport, eating well, drinking maybe some less beers here and there uh, and um, preparing my mind as well for the stress that every year there is something new coming. So some urgency, something that is not going as expected, something that we can maximize reason why I strongly believe that uh, the body and the mindset of of treating uh, my my physical state it's super important to to pass this period in the best way on the other side on the work side I can say here busy we already started uh, more than busy I would say intense uh, where we are testing the first offers the first ideas and hypotheses that we want to really exploit in uh, in November and December, so looking ahead, uh, I, I, w- I, I think it will be another wild Q4, as every Q4, everything is different year over year. What about you? Yeah. How are you preparing yourself for the next two months?
0: I believe like, uh, you know, um, of course it's different, uh, it's, uh, you know, like as an example, uh, as we are, you know, as an agency, we are mostly working in U.S. Uh, and the last year, we had an uh, election. Uh, this year, we won't have one. I uh, you know last year, we hadn't had any problems, you know, with some kind of, you know, manufacturing, fulfillment, and all that. This year, we, we have crazy problems, you know, prices of containers are crazy, and all that. But at the same time, people are still, you know looking to to buy they they are buying like crazy yeah like if we are looking at you know the b- biggest companies even like tesla like uh, from car companies uh you know pretty much all of them um, then you know overall uh tech companies uh, like uh, selling electronics and all that they're just struggling with manufacturing and if those big companies yeah. are struggling they're raising prices they don't have you know, cars and overall products and stock means that crazy times uh, is coming coming for us too. So, you know, it's it's different. But uh, I believe today on this podcast we can just uh, sit down, take that topic on like overall how, uh, you know, this Q4 is going to be different uh, than the last years. And you know, just step by step, dive deep into each of the point. So
1: yeah. So if we compare, uh, not even entering into a performance marketing and like marketing perspective, if we analyze what changed uh, in the last three months of last year in comparison with this year, there are some macro. Behavioral changes uh, in the market that will be reflected, and as already shown, to be reflected in the in the digital space. What do I mean with that? From my side, the only thing that will stay constant and steady, and even like increase, is like the buying intent of people uh, that want to uh, save money exploit the gifting, uh, spend more in November and December. This is gonna uh, not change in the next, uh, in in this What What is changing though is like the environment. If we remember last year, November, October, uh, we were in in the majority of the world or the big big, uh, nations and markets, we were entering in a lockdown. What does it mean? I remember that in October, we were already seeing some um, projects in the physical space selling uh tools to train really scaling without any effort this year this could be already different because like if there are no lockdowns people will want to like to train in the gyms if we think about the shopping malls and all these like big um, big market share of um, purchasers last year The majority were closed so a lot of people were reversing into online this year the majority could be open these are like macro um, behavioral changes that we cannot do anything about that but that they will have an impact this from the market if we consider the uh, advertising platform uh, last year i think was one of the easiest like i have been doing uh, advertising and performance marketing for more than eight years I honestly never saw a year uh, or a period as much easy as last Q4. Like, people were buying like crazy. Uh, iOS was not a challenge. Uh, the, the competition was not that hard because not everyone still uh, understood back then the power of uh, e yeah. commerce. So all these new all these new topics are gonna have an impact this year, and uh, I can honestly say that we are we have already started seeing them in this October. Um, second, there was one of the biggest shift in the history of um, performance marketing, and uh, I, I talk mostly for Facebook advertising. The iOS uh, breakthrough is still there, and if I want compared to the last year, now to make the ads selling. As good or near as good as last year we need to to work four or five times more to find the right creatives the right angles the right hook the right offer so the environment has changed a lot so i would say that um, the opportunity to maximize uh, the sales in the next two months mostly they are still there people will buy the human uh, psychology and behaviors are not going to change for sure, there will be uh, a share of purchases going offline. If nothing will happen with uh, with COVID, we still don't know. We cannot forecast that. On the other side, it could be much harder to capitalize on this Q4 in comparison with the last Q4.
0: And uh, when I'm thinking about it, you know, like uh, from the market side, uh, you know, it's pretty much clear. We we won't change anything. You know, like it's it's there. It's already. Uh, been done and uh, we have all those things in place so you know like last year uh, we have uh, retail shops closed this year we have them open you know last year uh, we had uh, the lockdown this year is a bit easier you know uh, people are traveling you know maybe travel niche products are going to boom a bit more so it's already here the market is here so i believe uh, you know um, there's n- not much to uh, to be covering in th- in that part i believe uh, what <laughs> we should uh, cover what is the most important what people can actually you know um control and move is advertising and from advertising part uh, mm-hmm. i believe we can just uh, you know uh, have uh, the main points we should cover uh, so in my opinion like it's uh, creative its uh mm-hmm. offer uh overall funnel uh website maybe some influencers emails sms mm-hmm. and uh, all, all those main parts yeah. so what do you think about this you know breakdown maybe you know you have something more in in your list that we should be covering
1: yeah maybe even some changes in the media buying because it has changed. On a macro yeah. level, it has changed. So if I think when, when we are going to discuss about creatives offers, uh, additional channels, that's a big one. And uh, difference in media buying, we have covered the eighty twenty that uh, can give some new inputs to maximize the next two months. So I believe we
0: can just start from media buying. It's like, you know, more or less, uh, if you are listening, guys, at, uh, you know, let's say November 1st, you definitely need to be doing those strategies so let's just start from from media buying and um, what's your opinion Uh, how it's changing how it changed from the last year and uh, what you guys are doing right now to be prepared for the actual black friday and overall for Mm Christmas shopping in terms of media buying of course
1: yes so the biggest change that uh, everyone notice is like how much data we can see in the ads manager okay so basically yeah. in the past we were able to uh, throw thrown there some ads check after a few hours or maybe a few days decided which one was winning pushing budget and scaling it uh, lately we are seeing less and less data uh, depending on the market i can see it like in the in the few projects that we have in us us was the, la- the one that got hit the most for now um, this as a consequence first is becoming harder and like longer to find what is really sticking and working in the platform. Second, uh, it is, it has reduced the power of retargeting. I think I never saw uh, so little performances from the retargeting audiences uh, as in the last three months. This has a big effect. And maybe I can already share even the first test that we did in a big account. We ran a flash sale in October where we wanted to understand Uh, how the the audiences were reacting and what we noticed like all the structure of the last year of the retargeting was almost completely failing okay and then i will maybe explain even from a technical perspective uh, why this is happening what we saw though is like the cold traffic when uh, we don't exclude anymore the retargeting audiences is performing much better than the retargeting itself. So this is like the biggest macro change that we learned in the last months and that we will focus on in the next two months. So the goal is like, if last year we wanted to maximize the retargeting audiences uh, to make profitability and so on, this year, yes, we want to do well in the retargeting if we are able, but we know that somehow something in the platform has changed and this could not happen, the reason why we want to be sure that we make cold uh, traffic working as much as possible. Second, uh, big change that I saw really strong from, from last year, like last year still many times Facebook uh, media buying, let's talk about Facebook, uh, was uh, sometimes a profitability channel. Uh, this year we are considering facebook as an acquisition channel so we are focusing more and more on how much can we afford to pay for this customer and like how much can we get from this customer not only after the first purchase but like after 30 days 60 days 90 days because somehow the cost has increased the the trackability of the channel has decreased and we are uh, missing another big point during, the fir- during 2020, there was a big leap in like e-commerce and like online sales um, adaptability from the people. And uh, I think that I read an article that uh, sing from US that there was a jump in three months equal to 10 years of a normal uh, increase ratio in digital sales. As a consequence, this means that there are many more uh, businesses and brands and agencies and everyone trying to capitalize on the digital space. (laughs) This is making the media buying not as easy as last year and mostly much more uh, complex, even in its behavior and in its connection with the business numbers.
0: And like um, from the example you got, like, uh, you know, the test you were running, um, like what was the spend, you know, basically uh, let's say, weekly, maybe monthly, and what was the revenues?
1: We spent uh, 100,000 euros in one week, or better, four days. So usually we would have spent, let's say, 40 or 30% in retargeting and 60, 70% in acquisition. This year, uh, after we saw that the retargeting was so low, we decreased the retarget to 15%, and we pushed everything on acquisition. So if last year we were able to have with the same kind of uh, product and business, uh, direct return on ad spend overall, like the MER marketing efficiency ratio of 3, yeah. this year we were already going back to 2.2. So this is a big change on scale. 0.8 uh, in missing uh, return on ad spend that we will need to get it back. Uh, working more on the customers that we acquired because the cost and the performances are just different from last year
0: yeah like actually we we, we were also running that, that test for a few accounts and uh, it worked like crazy overall like you know if we are let's say if we are running top of the funnel campaign uh, with uh, you know mm-hmm. not excluding uh, the middle and bottom of the funnel uh, it works uh, way better but uh, we still you know have that campaign of like uh, all the mashup of the audiences in the middle and bottom of the funnel, and it also works pretty good you know from at least what we see.
1: Yeah, so basically um my my what I'm seeing is like different accounts and different businesses are reacting uh, to different kind of structures in the in the campaigns. Uh, two learnings that we have lately was uh, this one about excluding less when when it works uh, or better when the retargeting doesn't work at all so we are basically doing all the acquisition in the top of funnel campaigns and within that acquisition there will be even some people that uh, will be retargeted what will happen is like on a technical level we are giving more signals to those campaigns and facebook will try to find easier other buyers another uh, strong a um, strong structure that is working well, much better than, I say much better. We were not using so heavily last year. It's like building campaigns for specific SQ, verticals or product. Let's imagine an e-commerce having, I don't know, 100 products uh, divided in 10 categories. Obviously, they will, there will be many different AOVs attracting different kinds of people. Last year, Facebook was so good with signals and like with the algorithm that was able to catch uh, in the same campaigns, free people from one kind of AOV and buying intent, people from another, and so on. Let's suppose that UI is this, usually buy um, things and products above 100 euros and they buy things uh, on average of 50 euros from Facebook. Last year, Facebook was super strong uh, of finding everyone and putting inside the same campaigns and like merging the signals. After iOS 14 though, we saw that Facebook is losing a lot of tracking and signals. And when we are separating specific SQ or like yeah. product lines, uh, we are helping the algo to find similar people. So s- similar people means uh, more quality signals to the campaigns and means sometimes, not always more stability and like we can scale horizontally based on a SQ uh, based or like vertical base. The things that, uh, and then um, I asked you your thoughts about that, the things that we really saw dropping was, uh, has been everything regarding the dynamic ads, both in retargeting and in acquisition. Obviously, if we think that almost uh, all, all or the majority of of iOS people are not being tracked, uh, can Facebook retarget them correctly, showing the right yeah. product at the right time once uh, they visited the shop. So this is l- another big change in the platform that I think everyone has but, seen. But
0: uh, at the end of the day, you know, I still don't see you know uh, the one solution to solve that problem of not seeing data yeah. in the Ads Manager. Yeah. Like from our point yeah. of view, what I can give to listeners. Right now, we are just trying to, you know, export offline data from Shopify and import into the Business Manager. Um, so that helps for some of the accounts, uh, but other than that, maybe you guys have some kind of a, you know, approach.
1: Yeah. So uh, we tr- we have been using that as well, like uploading offline conversions. But then still, sometimes Facebook decides yeah. to show them in the Ads Manager. Sometimes not. Some accounts work. Some others not. We have been playing around with different tools uh, like Hyros uh, that everyone knows, yep. uh, Red Truck and so on. Uh, but still, this is not solving the, the big, big, big challenge of seeing the right data as last year. And honestly, until I think Facebook will find a new way to, uh, to model the data and the conversions, um, suppose that they will do that in a short time, I think the third party tool uh, cannot fix that. Because let's let's imagine, uh, ideally, every user that we hit uh, with our advertising will convert in day one, clicking on the ad, going outside the link, and so on. But for in many instances, the, the people that we hit, uh, mostly in this period where their attention is already, uh, how do you say, um, getting uh, slim and shorter, some of them are going to hit with the image they see a discount for the product XYZ. Then after one day, they convert on Google more than ever. Yeah. So that conversion or micro conversion or view conversion, it will never be catched from uh, any other platform or third-party platform rather than from Facebook. Uh, I'm pretty much sure uh, this uh, that... Facebook at the moment is not as performant as it was last year, and uh, that's uh, a truth that I think everyone is seeing, uh, but they are working a lot in the back end, and I think this is like even justifying the strong stability that we are seeing in the last two months to have a better solution for all the advertisers uh, um, everywhere in the world that are pushing good money yeah. in the platform. And the other things is like, if the truck is not the solution obviously as everyone, we've moved to judge the blended ROAS. Uh, but on the other side, we're thinking, is there another platform that it is as scalable as Facebook at the moment? And we're thinking, yes, there could be TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, Native, but still the role of Facebook uh, is hard to match. And we consider at least from our experience, Still, no matter all the problems that uh, there are in the platform, the most scalable platform uh, in 2021. Next year, I still believe that it will be the same. But like for now, the maximization will come yeah. still from Facebook. So we, we need to f- to make it yeah, working for sure. somehow.
0: No, no way around. Uh, but... Uh, In terms of other, you know, platforms, uh, have you tried running TikTok? Have you tried running, like, maybe Snapchat, I I heard? And I've tried, and I've overall seen that it's working pretty well. Um, You know, maybe some other platforms. Because, like, in in my personal opinion, from what I see, like, TikTok is getting at that level, uh, like Facebook. Uh, It still needs a Mm -hmm. lot of improvement on the algorithm because it's, you know, like... Uh, Facebook had, you know, like um, 10 years to develop that, and TikTok just started out, and they're still not so stable and they're yes. still not so, you know, advanced on that level. Uh, but I believe it has that, you know, uh, that track to be mm-hmm. running in uh, to be, you know, something like Facebook.
1: Yeah. So the from our side, in total honesty, uh, we just scratched the surface of other platforms. Why this? Because. As you said, we tested Pinterest, some sort of Snapchat, some TikTok, but like we were not seeing, really seeing an impact. So for the 80-20, we decided if we start focusing now in this period, uh, already in Q4, um, on a new pl- platform, we risk to bring away two, three hours or more hours a week of focus that we can make the most scalable platform working again in Q4. Having said that, uh, as you mentioned, we believe um, that TikTok, and we have already planned to jump on the platform heavily from uh, from next year, is the one that could have the highest potential. Why this? Uh, why we, we have realized this? Because it is merging something that uh, Facebook and Instagram were doing together. Basically, there is a platform where there are a lot of influencers and content creators and like videos and like time on the platform with uh, in, co- in combination with an advertising platform, the one for TikTok that uh, when I entered, I was seeing, OK, that's the copy of Facebook. There are even like the, the possibility to build accelerated campaigns. So they are, I would say, mostly bringing all the knowledge of the other platforms and try to pull all that no- all, all of that knowledge inside TikTok. What is the competitive advantage that uh, advantage that I see in TikTok in comparison with Snapchat and Pinterest, for example, that the people are spending so much time on the platform watching the videos that um, this will guarantee a lot of impression for the advertisers? I still believe that, as you mentioned, Facebook is, uh, has become one of the strongest after years. It, it takes time to build something really strong from advertisers and even like, the end users uh, using the platform just to hang up uh, or uh, to to have fun with friends. Uh, but they are at the point where they are mix- mixing the knowledge of Facebook, Instagram with a really strong millennials and not only, but a strong millennials generation that can stay in the platform years and years with an advertising Ecosystem that is taking the best from all the advertising platforms that, that there are at the moment yeah, out there. For sure. That's why I bet big in the next years for TikTok. Obviously, it will take time. I still believe that for these years, and that's why we decide to really focus hard on, on the Facebook media buying yet. Uh, uh, this year, it could give some fruits to the people that are... Um, tailored to that audience, but in the next years could be the next uh, big, big uh, jackpot. Yeah, to for win. sure.
0: And not only, you know, from media buying side, but also, as you mentioned, from influencers, yeah. you know, from creating your own profile, because, you know, organic is still here, there, uh, and uh, all yeah. those low hanging fruits that we, you know, pretty much don't have a Facebook. We have some of them with Instagram. Yeah. We are losing them out of tiktok we are just you know like with instagram or like with facebook back in the day so it's really exciting but at the same time like we we have tested you know all yeah. those things and it is yeah. still not so good as you know like uh overspending on instagram and getting those influencers or running ads
1: yeah, look, look uh, I'm, I'm seeing a brand that we have in U.S. It's just crazy when they they do an organic video that is going for whatever reason viral and it's hitting pff, uh, two, three, four million views in two days and the sales are spiking in the shop. That for me is like, I never saw that even at the beginning of uh, Instagram. Uh, on the other side, when I was even talking with others or testing uh, the ads, I still see that somehow the platform is not strong enough to reach the right people that are gonna convert. But so if I think on putting on a perspective in the future, if you have the attention of people and the content that is gonna crush it, as soon as the um, advertising algorithm and system is gonna become better at showing the right product, uh, the right message to the right people, that's the match. That Facebook, they, they have excelled at that. The power of facebook is like really matching uh, the people who want to buy something with the right message yeah Uh, so i really bet big on the next year it's like
0: a ticking bomb it's like you know uh it's like a block blockchain it's like still you know not so many people using it and we can cannot still you know create that high effect on overall financial you know system in all, all those countries because it's you know like we, we just need more and more people coming in and once we have those, you know, we will just start, you know, that snowball effect and uh, everything starts happening. So same with TikTok. But uh other than yeah, that. Love it. Other than that, um let's say like uh to summarize the media buying part in, in this Q4, uh what you would say are the top let's say top three things you will be doing differently than, uh, than the last year?
1: More aggregation, what does it mean? Um, I will try to build, um, we will try to build more aggr- aggregated campaigns because we will see less signals in the campaigns. So we need to, to help Facebook get all the, those signals in less campaigns, less ad set, less ads. Second, simplifying a lot the retargeting what does it mean if last year i was really segmenting a lot based on a uh, stage of the funnel this year we put almost everything together because we don't know an ios user wh- what uh, which stage of the funnel will be the last one and third we will put a lot more focus on other um, other parts that is like strong creatives strong messaging and strong offers and funnel because this like, is the biggest shift that we are seeing at the moment.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty reasonable and I believe we can just uh, dive deep straight away into, into the creative game and uh, how that is changing yeah. you know, for upcoming Black Friday, Christmas shopping and all that hot period.
1: Yeah, so what we are planning and what we have already started is like to increase, I don't want to say exponentially, but almost... The uh, volume of creatives, but more than the, the, the volume, the patterns angles. of the creatives. Because uh, yeah. angles as well. Okay. So I will I will touch base the two uh, points in a separate way. Why different creatives? Last year, uh, I would say that the, the volume of advertisers were less yeah. than this year, much less. The reason why one creative was able to hit and uh, kill, I call it kill the feed with much more probability. This year, it seems that with the high volume of content that is being pushed on the, on the platform to really capture different segments, we need different patterns of creatives. What do I mean with different partners? Different colors, different uh, styles, uh, different kind of ads, videos, images. Why this? Because maybe you are. Uh, this today? You react much better with a, a red color. I see the red yeah. of your logo in the in the behind your shoulders. Uh, I react much better with a white. So if last year yes, uh, it was already something new, but was not the one so strong, impactful thing to be done. This year it is even more. It's like how can I push the winning creative for the winning people. Second, uh, messaging and angles. Um, I think this is aligned with the the increase on competition that we're seeing on the platform. Um, Imagine that you are selling alone one product, you will be kind of the unicorn uh, between brackets, pushing their something. Now, if there are 10 other people selling the same product the one that is able to uh talk better to the problem to the desire uh to the wish of the customer will got the click if you get the click you get the attention if yeah, you have the attention sure. you it's can like sell. a pretty good example i so, have
0: heard actually someone was talking like from drop shipping space someone just was talking you know about like um you know the product uh, posture corrector uh-huh. like the one that that was hot like uh, you know like yes. maybe 4 yes. or 5 years ago yeah. uh, every dropshipper have tried yeah. running that and uh someone was just talking from dropshipping community like uh guys like this product is like uh, burned out you know you don't need to be running that product uh you know everyone in US already have that product and all that and then one guy came in into the Overall discussion, and uh, he just made a screenshot of how he's you know running that product at Free XRY, and uh, his main idea, like why, was that you know he just changed the angle. He wasn't running you know those uh, 3D uh, you know show ups of you know your back hurting and all that. He just changed the approach, changed the angle, the funnel, and all that, and he's successfully running that product. So I completely agree on on your um, you know uh, opinion about uh, the angle and the overall approach and uh, everything. At the end of the day, comes from the research. So the better you do your research, the more the better you are with your angles, and you know everything. Just it's like a compound effect.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And to add on top of that, we realized how important it's like to do the research after three six months that we started with a brand. For example, we did a research for, for for a brand that we started in, I think, March or, or May. And then we realized one month, okay, we are still not uh, innovating enough on the messaging, on the angles. So we need to bring uh, new ideas uh, completely different from the past of why people buy this product and uh, why this align. Because like, if you think about that. Uh, even in March, February of this year, people were buying for specific reasons. Then COVID stopped, kind of, uh, lockdown stopped. They started going outside. So the new people that were buying the product, they were not buying for the same reasons of the previous one. And now we should uh, focus and like um, build our angles on the new ecosystem and behaviors of the people rather than on the old one this is why the angle is like one of the, I would say, first to go things to to try to innovate. I will link this angle uh, part with the offers, because like we realized how big the impact can be on the offer. So basically, uh, with offers, we try to think always based on the research. Why uh, do people would like to buy this product. What is the transformations that we want to give them and that they want to receive? I think there was uh, uh, Eugene Swartz say saying that you cannot create a desire. You can just uh, channel a desire toward your product. So we are trying to think, okay, if this is like the desire, the transformations uh, that they want to achieve, why they are not... Uh, where they are not achieving that. So, and based on that, we say, we try to see, okay, the price is too high. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not sure about the, um, about the effect. I would like to try it uh, and then understand if I want to buy the full package. So we are building a series of different offers that are gonna, uh, that is not only discount, but like different kinds of products line or segments or experiences that they can bring uh, the customer to start the, uh, trusting the brand and entering the funnel. Yeah, it's like an I approach. I make you uh, this example because like this is like, yes, yeah. yes, it is an approach. So uh, the biggest exa- concrete example that I can give um, is like for six months, we were uh, we, we had uh, a brand in the, in the pet niche and for six months, we were struggling to get back to to performances. Uh, so with the business owners, we brainstormed what we could change because we were somehow not being able anymore with the changing creatives, changing angles, uh, doing our best from the media buying to make it scanning again. What we did and what we understood is like, what if we build a, a test package that the user can test it, with a really small amount of um, of price, even like a free yeah, yeah. plus shipping offer, and then if they will see that the product is really worthy for them, they will have no problem to buy the old big package. And this is working so well that and we didn't change almost anything for la- the last two weeks, and it is really crushing it.
0: Yeah, maybe you can be just more sp- specific on, in terms of numbers because. Uh, i heard you know a lot of people talking about that type (laughs) of approach and everyone is you know like um they have that objection of you know like what's uh the you know uh cancellation rate what's you know like lifetime value you know because uh, i believe someone just uh, mentioned me that you know lemon you know lemon skincare they're running that uh, offer but at the end of the day they just ruin their brand because of the you know approach and they're just getting customers that way and you know like the brand is not a high quality one and all that so maybe you can just be uh, more specific specific in terms of numbers and you know overall uh, kill those objections for, for those people
1: so uh, I tell you, we started two months ago. So the, tr- the, the lifetime value that uh, we want to judge is, it is at least 90 days, six months, uh, before yeah. really saying it is wrong or like not what we saw. And that's, um, okay. Two things. First of all, uh, when I see this, uh, out of the box and aggressive approach, I always wonder myself, but would these big brands keep pushing on acquisition on these offers if they knew that they would ruin everything and getting so low quality uh, people? I bet no. And I make another example a hidden general market. Uh, last year, I think there was a brand, um, Hello Body, I think, that they were pushing on a 50% offers ongoing, evergreen. They, they sold the brand for um, 300 million, something like that. So the brand is there. What they were using with the offers were they win the customer. For sure, the impact, so this is a big difference, the impact of the product after the first touch point with the brand, it needs to be exceptional. What does it mean? Uh, you are winning the trust of people, uh, with a low entry point of uh, of um, requirement in terms of money, but when I receive the product, it needs to yeah. be so
0: good. You are so like so good. Yeah. You are over delivering in each piece of your product. You yeah. know, like if it's a drink, then the taste is so good. You know, the feeling. You know, uh, the energy, the focus. You know, the overall packaging customer support, all those parts, yeah. uh, it's more important than like how they got into your brand. So it's definitely, I completely agree and it's hard to... And
1: and for, and for sure, I can add one thing here. Uh, even because I was testing a lot of these free plus shipping or like entry-level offers in the past when they were, they were not even that much needed, the, you will attract for sure people that are trying to make the best deal of their life, and then they will cancel it. But what is the ratio? So imagine having because we we try to judge always on how much we are gonna we are able to push down the cost of uh, acquisition on Facebook uh, so to scale, and how much uh, we can retain on average the customers. So it, we were able to decrease the cost uh, of cost of acquisition by over 50 percent. So I'm happy if 20, 30% of those customers, they will not retain, but still I'm able again to be profitable on the acquisition within the first month, something that I was not able anymore to handle. So there must be some big business considerations on the sustainability. But what, what we saw is like, we, we describe it as irresistible offer when there is something that it is irresistible and the product is legit and delivering the value, the long-term game of the brand is just uh, healthy yeah. as before. Why this? Because uh, you are delivering a strong user experience. You are not trapping yeah, people.
0: So completely agree. But uh, other than that, like, uh, what other things you saw, you know, different from the offer and overall, you know, discount approach uh, for this Q4, like how you are, you know, um, let's say again, top three things and like what you are actually changing.
1: We are are changing uh, is like the time span. Maybe I enter in this topic because this will be a new one. What we see analyzing, if you just go on Google Trends and you type Black Friday, you will see that year over year, in the last five years, it is becoming longer. What does it mean? Amazon or the big corporations, they were starting pushing the the discounts much earlier. The people got used to entering the Black Friday mindset much earlier. Uh, So we are starting with the first offers, obviously Halloween. Halloween for us is like uh, the period where yes, we try to maximize the, the sales, on the other side it is like the the trial for all the offers that we have in our mind for um, black friday black week second thing we are trying with all the brands that uh, want to do that uh, to to run single day offers why this because we are going to hit a different portion of the people that would like to have some discounts before black week and black friday uh, but they, but is not run from many brands, and we want to capitalize on them. Second, uh, additional topic: If last year we were starting the offers just in Black Week, one week, we are trying to extend to ten days, fifteen days, because we have the hypothesis and assumption we will see at the end of uh, November if it was correct or not that people are getting used to get a d- discount much earlier. Uh, so reason why if they have money they try to spend the money uh, when they want something that they really desired and if we don't capture those people early enough could be that they will reach the black friday day not all of them but some of them without enough money to buy the but like the main you know like
0: um, the place you can uh, that you can be wrong about this approach is actually you know uh, if your product is good enough People are still buying. And if you are too early and if you are running the offer for too long, it means that you are stealing your customers from upcoming like uh, one or two months because they are just buying more because you have the better discount. And, uh, you know, you're just stealing them. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, like how to find that balance, you know, of, uh, you know, the perfect timing and the perfect overall, you know, uh, offer, uh, you know, deal, however you call it.
1: Along the way, uh, we we try to change both messaging and even the offers value. And I will make an example. We want uh, learning from last year was the um, easier the offers and the discounts, the more the conversion rate and the conversions. So what we we've planned for the majority of brands is like using this approach. If in in Halloween we are testing an up to twenty percent site wide discount then on singles day we try to go up to 25 uh, maybe discounting specific verticals of the uh, of the of the e-commerce of the shop then if we enter in black week or 10 days before we try to go up to up to 30% on a gradual level because this way we know that there will be people waiting for black week uh, not black, day, uh, black friday because they know that it is the highest discount that brands are using On the other side we are trying to bring the people who wanted the product just with a small additional discount those people will be different and last year proved to be true Uh, we got as you said uh, we got the the idea to run the full month but then we realized that even uh, last year when we were too long with the offers we were saturating all the emails list or the retargeting odysseys that last year were working really well. And we had a diminishing effect uh, along Black Friday. This year, we want to say from one part, we don't want to wait uh, the, the last moment useful to, to push the, the offers and to convert the users. But we don't even want to be too early. The reason why uh, we are anticipating of uh, two weeks But with different kind of messaging and offers so we can say if someone was buying today um, let's say 10 days before black friday a specific item with a discount of 30 percent then in other uh, five days i will show to the same person another product in my shop with a discount that it is higher i can convert that user two times if it doesn't happen I know that before or after I'm providing him or her the right offer that they want while margin the CPM, the cost of advertising, because that's the other big point. Last year we saw in Black Black Friday, but even in the Black Week, how the cost was like just going crazy high. So obviously we're not reaching enough people for some brands. So we want to anticipate that even for this period, so they know that if we are pushing an offer, they know that the, the offer is there and that um, psychologically, they will have the deadline in their mind that on Black Friday, they will lose the possibility to buy it. But at least we are pushing the communication that there is the offer. That's yeah, the goal of advertising, sure. I would say.
0: Uh, okay, and what was your third point in uh, preparing?
1: Uh, the messaging, so, okay, two things. Uh, this is like the, the, the dates and the length of the, of the promotions. The second is like changing constantly the creatives and the patterns because uh, last year we were able to push the same creative for, I don't know, yeah. two weeks or one week. This year we plan to change every three days because it will, it will be saturated much quicker. Reason why we are going to rotate the messaging over and over uh, to be sure that the same person who saw the first ad at the beginning of November or on single day or uh, 10 days before Black Friday, then on Black Friday, we'll see another ad so completely different. So we can so win the eye blindness So you are,
0: your, let's say top five performers, you are transforming them into the Black yeah. Friday, you know, overall uh, topic and how they feel and how they look and all that. And then you just uh, start running them one by one, right?
1: Yet, but not only the winning performer. We uh, on, on the process. We are even testing new patterns because we cannot know if it will be the same of last year. Okay. That's uh, w- we are not sure. So last year we are saying, okay, we got five videos, really crushing it. We put the banner of Black Week and we scale them. This year we are gonna do that again. On the other side, in parallel, we are having different batches of uh, new creatives to test. In during the, the at offers, at what stage during the promotions? Them?
0: At what uh, you know time you start testing them?
1: So let's say if we start with, uh, let's put uh, as an hypothesis a brand that we start ten days the, the, the black uh, Black Friday promotions ten days before the Black Friday day that I think it is the twenty eighth this year. Um, if we want to test creatives, we are gonna start testing the first day of the tenth. OK, so far away from the, the main scalability day, because this way we can say, OK, in day one, we are converting some people and we are finding what is working the best. We find what works the best from the second day. We can start scaling that. On the other side, in 10 days, we can make new iterations on of those winning yeah. creatives. So we will be heavy yeah, on like, creatives.
0: Um- I I would say you would also need you know some kind of a uh, template like uh, you know frameworks or templates in place so mm-hmm. that you can you know because you just have ten days yes. and uh, let's see yes. let's say you you found that uh, this or that works and then you just match those things you yes. take the template you put a raw footage in place and you have the ad so it's in the system's place. Yeah.
1: yeah. Our creative uh, team works this way. So we like on templates, because if we just want to change the color, we just need a, a click and we change the full color that it will be something completely different from the platform. But 100% sure it, 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 it like at least we as an agency, we have no other way to do that with templates uh, to manage such high volume of creatives otherwise. Yeah, and for tests.
0: Sure. Uh, And overall, you know, mm, naming, uh you know putting everything in, yeah. in place you know commenting and management but uh yeah. i believe it's a topic for another episode uh for today i believe we yeah. can continue with uh, funnels because in my opinion and uh, that's changing mm-hmm. uh you know cpms are increasing uh we need to find ways to lower that down uh, You know with like uh, advertorials maybe with quiz maybe with you know uh, webinar uh, and all that. You know, funnels are getting yeah. uh, longer. So, what mm-hmm. are the main points uh, that you change for this Q4 in terms of funnel?
1: So, um, what uh, what we are we are starting now is like building some funnels where in the middle there is uh, an email capture.
0: Have you have you already Not seen really. some impact from iOS 15 update regarding the email?
1: Not that hard, at least in the European um,
0: market. You same here. Actually, we are in U.S. Like ninety percent of you know, uh, <laughs> of the clients are selling in U.S. But still, um, not so big, I would say. I believe we will definitely see that once <laughs> we run, you know, uh, our final uh, Black Friday, you know, offers blast all the list. But for today, uh, it's still unknown area. But uh, you know, we are still preparing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can keep going.
1: Uh, I would say that would be another point that we don't have the control. I'm curious to see how, uh, what will change. On the other side, again, uh, if we imagine that it will bring some less tracking and like uh, less performances, still, I would like to have the same user, ideally on retargeting on Facebook, but, but yeah. even on an email or in a, an SMS flow. Because I have at least one, sh- uh, three chances, not just one to talk to that person and to say, hey, there is a discount, Uh, there is a promotion, enter uh, in the shop and have a look. So what we are playing um, as uh, new funnels, um, it was the one that was explained to you, to try to to build some test products uh, that they are less perceived in risk for that pricing perspective, or it is like the free plus shipping, with really um, filtered customers that they still need to, to be good enough. Uh, another one that we are testing, but I, I don't want to to give um, how to say numbers that it is working much better than the others. But f- so far um, we want to focus on this like providing a wish list or a special promotions that it is not even linked with Black Friday promotions to capture the lead. And then to propose an uh, irresistible offer immediately after someone has pushed the lead. Because this way, if we are able to first get the lead uh, and second, try to sell to that customer something, uh, and if it is a good offer, a good uh, deal, some of them will capture that. We can, uh, how do you say, reduce a lot of the cost per lead or per acquisition. Okay. So, first of all, we don't want to miss the chance to say something after someone has entered in our flow. Last thing that uh, we are testing um, as well uh, is like uh, playing with quizzes, quizzes, uh, to, to filter the leads, not just to bring everyone in our flow. Because lead generation, as it was done uh, in the past, I tested um, last year as well with the leaked magnet and so on, we realized that it was or too long to to convert, or not really scalable uh, as fast as we would like with the control of the cost per acquisition. The reason why we moved away from the classical, A, get uh, downloaded these things, and then a mail flow, it was just too long. This one where we try to get the lead, but then sell immediately is the the way that we do. So you just
0: want to have, you know, the short period of time where you're actually converting.
1: Yes, yes, even because if you think about that, uh, we will enter, I don't know, in November where the advertising budget will go crazy high. Hopefully we plan for that, but uh, having and scaling the the campaigns on lead generations is, has much more risk than scaling them on acquisition or like on purchases because you don't know what is entering real in real money of the business F- for sure there are brands above 40 50 million plus that are have mastered this touch point and they know exactly that if they bring a lead today in seven days it will have a, a how do you say a value a monetary value in six months another one so they can go out with the cash flow Acquiring these leads and converting them over time, but not all the brands that we have can go so out with the cash flow yeah. and not monetize monetize the yeah. the, the users. But like
0: uh, maybe you can uh, already reveal some of your, you know, ways and like uh, how you actually capture. It's like uh, some kind of you mentioned quiz, uh, but other than that, uh, maybe you know yeah. you are doing some kind of a giveaway. I, I heard that you know that type of approach uh, works really well for for this Q4. Maybe, you know, you have some kind of, you know, uh,
1: spinning wheel where you're asking for email. Um, I can tell you, we we decided not to play with the giveaways because we didn't master that last year and growing so fast with the agency, we realized if we put uh, something that we didn't master, there is the risk to overcomplicate the the things, Uh, even though it has been working a lot for many, So uh, the approach that we try to do is like uh, bringing people uh, in target with a in target message. For example, it is um, a pet, let's imagine a pet, bringing them saying, hey, there is this this surprise for your pet, try to see if you are eligible for that, put the email, then after the email capture that if you have a pet, nothing is like costing you to put the, the email. Uh, after the the they sign up, after the you put the email, there is a page saying, "Hey, for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you have this crazy offer just for you because you are you are eligible to, for that." Okay. So from one side, we are filtering the user, saying, "Are you a dog, uh, cat, horse, bird owner? Like, are you in the in the niche? Yes or no. If you don't have that, you're not gonna put the email." If you are and you put the email, after that I will show you something crazy like the one-time offer that is coming both uh, as um, on the page and as email. So we try to capitalize immediately on that. You don't act within five hours, something like really uh, scarcity on urgent and, and urgent. Good, we have you in our email list. You will see till the end of the year so many offers that if you like something on our products, yeah. obviously, so you it will compare. It's
0: just like you ask, you capture, uh, you send the email straight away, done some more follow-ups, and it's like the funnel. Yeah.
1: yeah. Makes sense. It is the shortest, the shortest funnel y- using an offer, but without re- revealing the offer. So you are using the yeah. mystery of the offer. And the willingness to be special and try to understand if you can win the offer from from a psychological yeah, perspective. Uh,
0: and in terms of influencers, uh, what's the strategy? What's the change in yeah. that field?
1: Yeah, that's an amazing field. I'm starting loving the correlation between media buyer, yeah. media buying, and the influencers. What we are seeing is like every time there is an influencer drop, if the influencer is really in the category, uh, like in the niche. That is, uh, first of all, a packing in sales, that's normal, but the ads and the cost uh, CPM of the ads is going down by one, two, three dollars of, of euros. So uh, for the brands where we started um, pushing the influencers, what we are planning is like when we are going to have the, the biggest drop uh, and starting on promotions, we are going to even push the influencers to, to drop. Uh, to drop something so we can pull back immediately the CPM of Facebook. Uh, second um, we are trying to stabilize at least one drop a week based on even influencers, you know better than me that it's not always easy to have yeah. influencer to post at that precise day in that precise week because this way and what we saw is like we are bringing down a little bit the cost of advertising. second we are refilling the funnel, ongoing on an ongoing base with new people that facebook many times yeah, but like even you reach. are
0: directly so, you now using your uh, standard funnel that we just covered or you are just giving them uh, the offer straight away and yeah. they are landing to the main landing page
1: no usually well at the moment uh, the influencers has a code, uh, and then people are going to buy with that code as the normal path because then uh, we can judge if the influencer was good or not from a direct response perspective. Uh, second, when we will play uh, during the during the promotions, they will go straight yeah. to, to the website, not with a landing page. Why this? Because again, last year we learned that the easier, the easiest the things, yeah. the more they work. So we want to, to get the learning from last year to say, uh, we don't overcomplicate too much the the machine because you could have the opposite effect. For sure, I would say if there are brands customizing a landing page, and they have all the control of the, let's say supply chain from influencers and so on, that's even better. For us, it would have created uh, some complications that uh, we don't want to risk for just to make things too much perfect to uh, lose chances to make them more scalable
0: okay yeah makes sense overall like uh i believe of uh simplifying things in media buying i believe in simplifying things in the offer mm-hmm. in the landing page uh in mm-hmm. the creative uh because you know like at the end of the day like uh we we pretty much learned uh, the same you know mistake uh, last year when i just came up the offer where i was thinking you know for like i don't know maybe a few days on how to put that offer in the headline on the static ad and it's a nice. huge red light uh, for people because if you are thinking about it for a few days, how to put that on the headline, how to you know to transform it for people so that you understand, it means that it's too complex. So it's it works in pretty much all areas. Yeah. Like it's it works on creatives, it works on offer, on media buying, on influencers. So completely agree. Uh, but uh, other than that. Um, on influencer side, uh, I believe what I can add up is the platform. So what we see uh, is that TikTok mm-hmm. and YouTube, uh, those are uh, the two platforms with like low CPMs, and the low costs of influencers. Mm-hmm. And they are very effective. Uh, of course, you know, there are a lot of different things. But for us to cover them all, we need another few hours. Uh, other than that, uh, the dark posting is a really huge part. Um, like you know just signing yeah. in offers uh for ad spend here for a fixed price and getting that content you know uh landing people from there uh from influencers on uh, facebook instagram page uh also uh if you see that influencer is working for you you know in terms of dark posting then it's a pretty good idea to create a personalized landing page, like a pre-lander, something like, you know, quiz that Mm -hmm. you're doing right now or maybe advertorial or whatever. So if you see that influencer is working, you just have their content. You put that content, you know, the face, uh, maybe some kind of personalized, you know, uh, review section or maybe, you know, headline or something in the pre-lander just to raise that conversion rate. And then you just keep going on like top of the funnel, uh, you know, scale as much as you can. Um, So basically, yeah, from the dark posting side, and we are also huge on gifting. So we are just, you know, preparing basically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from, let's say, from the end of the summer uh, with the gifting, you know, like sending a lot of free products in exchange of UGC content, you know, trying to get uh, a lot of different angles. Uh, Like, uh, the thing uh, we we just uh, started doing is, like, um, trying to explain, like, overall trying to get UGC in uh, three different pieces. So, basically, Mm -hmm. from one influencer, we are just requesting them to say five different sentences that will be used for a hook. So, it means that we have just, like, five recordings uh, up to five seconds as a hook from that influencer, from one. Then we have, you know, five different bodies and five different call to actions based on, you know, what offer we are going to run, like uh, what, you know, landing page we are going to use or maybe some kind of personalized offer for dark posting. So we are just changing up and at the end day our editors are still editing, you know, everything out They are still, you know, connecting the dots uh, with like some in-house shots, maybe some, you know, uh, text and all that. So it's, uh, it's a huge part for us.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would I say var- variety of things would be the, yeah. the name of the game. So I, I can hear from you that like you will be heavy about having a lot of different content to remix with the, in, the e- in the post-editing. And this is like a line to have uh, with the concept of having a lot of creatives of different styles to catch what is really selling the most and then to yeah, iterate yeah, yeah. so basically those, you know like
0: uh, also another thing that we found is that um, we just need to put a uh an influencer name uh, or i don't know nickname or instagram in the naming and then also include the name of the hook the name of the body and the name of the call to action uh or maybe you know of the product of the offer that we're using and then we, what happens we just have you know um the testing campaign we exclude uh, you know let's say Uh, data of 10 ad sets where we were just testing you know uh, 30 different UGC content uh, and uh, we are trying to find you know those little details that actually work so you know maybe we Mm -hmm. found out that this influencer the face of this influencer was great as a hook or maybe we found out that this specific hook Mm -hmm. you know worked uh, with like 10 different influencers so then what happens we are just taking that out and uh, going like crazy on gifting, you know, just sending out, you know, for each influencer Mm -hmm. that we know, for each influencer that we have on our list, uh, for people that are generating, uh, you know, new influencers that doing legion, we're also requesting that they should include, you know, that hook as a request. And then we are just, you know, going crazy on on that one.
1: I have a question for you, Isis. When when are you gonna start uh, pushing the gifting angle um, the real gifting angle uh, as advertising message. Yeah. So year.
0: actually, this one.
1: In which period? This which one date? is
0: going to be a pretty big one, actually. As you know, uh, we already started doing something and at least, at least testing something uh, from the gifting angle, basically. Maybe
1: as as more suggestions that I can I can have, and everyone again can check it on the Google Trends if you just enter. Christmas gift, something like that, you will see that it starts picking up already in the middle of um, November. So if last year we realized that we are pushing the gifting angle on the 10th or on the 8th of December, this year uh, for the brands that are more kind of conservative, we'll start the 1st of December. With the others, we'll try to, to link the Black Friday, Message with the gifting message. So try to say, people, buy now that it is the best things you can gift to yourself or to, to the yeah, others at the best price. At the end of the day, to capitalize, I believe, you know, on know,
0: it's also a good thing to understand whatever, you know, you know, like overall your product is meant to be, you know, a gifting product or it's more or less, you know, just like <laughs> an un- a unique gift. It's hard to explain. But uh you got the point. Basically yeah. some products they are just meant to be a gifting, you know, maybe some kind of a toy, maybe you know uh um, yeah. something. But others they are just you know, like you can make a gift from that, but at the end of the day it's not meant to be a gift. So I believe it's also important to understand that and as an example for those the for those products that are not meant to be the actual gift. You know, maybe it's something from the pet niche. Uh, or maybe it's some kind of a, you know mm-hmm. gadget, you know, not meant to be a gift. Uh, it means that you know we can start running uh, as as early as possible. You know, maybe even today, if we are launching that, uh, maybe you know someone had you know some kind of a birthday or I don't know weddings or whatever, and they just mm-hmm. needed a gift. And then you're s- you just start testing basically all all year long, and uh, you understand, uh, you know. How big you should go and what percentage of your budget you should you should set for for the timing yeah. of you know gifting angle.
1: Yeah, and yeah, but still I would say for in you mentioned uh one hundred percent right thing that not every product is meant to be a uh, gifting and should really work with the gifting angle. On the other side, what we we have tried to think uh, with the brands that uh, were open to this is like. If you don't have a real gifting angle, you have an advantage that you can sell all year long. That's good. On the other side, can you package some of your products as a, a Christmas bundle? Something that is gonna appeal even like the gifting uh, seasonality. Because if this happened, uh, as it has happened last year with some brands, you can have an additional uplift yeah. after Black Week. Because what we saw is like the brands that were pushing really strong last year on Black Week, uh, Black on uh, like November, but they didn't have any opportunity to sell on December, they, they got a massive, a massive drop. Because like uh, people move their behavior and they yeah. intend to buy gifts. If there is nothing that can be used, at least good enough to be gift, the brand tend to suffer reason why we uh, with, uh, with the brands that we have been working for, for more than 12 months, we're thinking, can you pack or think about a gifting solution, uh, a gifting bundle, because the, this could sell all the December. Maybe, as you said, not as strong as a real gifting product, but good enough to keep the yeah, normal sales yeah, of the def- year without having the wrong. You can, the, you can the definitely
0: draw. create, you know, a way to sell it as a gift, as you mentioned, you know, maybe change the package. Maybe, you know, I, I saw the brand um, Paul Valentine and I believe they scaled hard on uh, Q4 mm-hmm. because they just had, you know, that calendar uh, and uh, the each day you just open and you get a piece of jewelry. So that one uh, I had a tool tracking, yeah. you know, their <laughs> revenue <laughs> and I saw crazy <laughs> numbers. So basically, it's all about your creativity yeah. and how you position your product. If you understand that your product is not meant to be a gift, you just need some kind of a package. Maybe you need some kind of a calendar. Maybe you need some kind of I don't know. Just send out the gift card for your current customers, and you know, just try to posi- position the card that you're selling. You know, your product as a gift, and you know, they are already using your product, and they are yeah, buying it they, for they, their friends or something
1: they are always saying that marketing is a game of perception <laughs> uh, when you mention these things about the it is called the advent calendar here in germany mostly it is like super hot and uh, we started already at the beginning of october <laughs> to sell as many as possible because like we know that there is the yeah. the desire for them we need to channel yeah, yeah. the product so it's crazy good, good you know, watch show that.
0: overall you know uh, i i i believe it was a few podcasts ago uh, i was just doing you know a podcast about like how we went from 10k monthly uh to 50k daily uh last q4 with on one of our new clients and uh, my you know overall uh the main idea i got even for myself from my own podcast uh was that you know the good marketer is the one uh, that can be you know that can come up with something even if he don't have anything and uh, that was basically you know the case mm-hmm. uh, the last Black Friday for that particular client where we actually sold out in a few days doing you know like 50 30 40k revenues per day. Uh, and for them, it was crazy because it was a revenue of like uh, half of the year for them <laughs> per day. And uh, we sold out yeah. like in a few days, like uh, I, I believe it was four or five days. And then we just, you know, were just out of stock in the middle of, uh, you know, December. And uh, we had to come up with something. And then it's just like a matter of your creativity and a matter
1: of how you position yourself. Yeah, that's the beauty about marketing at the end you know angles offers it's all about creativity and the machine the, uh, any tool yeah. n- no tool can do that so <laughs> we will be replaced in the media buying maybe uh with the automation whatever but like how to position how to market something differently
0: everyone is trying to you know come up with some kind of you know media buying strategies you know advance you know number game and all that, but at the end of the day, all you need to do these days is just to understand marketing and running, you know, yeah. paid media and overall e-commerce. But yeah, thanks, Amanda, for being here. Nice. Uh, thanks a lot. We we covered. Thanks we you for coming. A lot. Me. Uh, we still have untouched places. You know, we were just. I believe we just crashed the surface of everything. But we still, you know, can dive yeah. deep into the media buying. We can dive deep into the offers, into the funnels and how you create them, like more examples. Uh, and that's, the, you know, the goal of the of this podcast. So let's just uh, wait a bit. Uh, let's say, uh, you know, let the timing to slow down a bit. And uh, let's make the second episode and just let's dive deep into all those things. Yeah. But for now...
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be maybe to understand if everything that we said today was correct yeah. or not. So let's, we don't have let's just, yet. you know, after <laughs> after the
0: so. Q4, let's jump in, uh, check all those, you know, statements and uh, numbers that we got and uh, covered everything uh, in, in in details. But yeah, for now, thanks a lot. A lot of uh, good value. Um, and the value is the most important thing for this podcast. So yeah, thanks a lot and see you on another episode
1: love it it's okay. have an amazing
0: day yeah. i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure to check out the rest of the episode of uh 360 scale podcast and if you want to know more if you want to dive deep into all the specifics that we actually uh cover on on the podcast you can also join our facebook group called 360 e-commerce growth where we actually dive deep into all the process of creatives uh, on like website CRO media buying uh, influencers and many, many more. Uh, We actually share our insights from our own uh, experiences that we had working with uh, multiple clients in different industries, different markets. Also, we have um, tons of guests uh, on the group. who are sharing a lot of different information and actionable steps you can apply right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this uh, episode and see you on uh, another